Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as I tell you every day, and I mean it, it is a great joy for me to be here with you as we come together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday live at 4 p.m. on these domestic church media radio stations and all of our other media platforms that we use. And, of course, the program repeats on those same days, 10 o'clock at night. I have to be honest with you, though, today, because it is the Holy Day, uh, Ascension Thursday, although... I guess people aren't really sure. Are we celebrating Ascension Thursday today or Sunday? Uh, I'm celebrating it today, I suppose, because that's going to be our theme. Uh, but because of the Holy Day, um, I'm recording, pre-recording, so that I, I would not be here uh, for the Holy Day. And Anyway, I'm happy to, to be here with you, though, on this um, beautiful, beautiful day. It is gorgeous out. I'm recording a little earlier, early, early this morning. And a uh, beautiful day, looks like, clear blue skies on this May 21st. Praying, as always I do, my friends, you know, for you, for all of our family of listeners and viewers who are tune in uh, to this radio station, and, and how, how much I, I, I thank Almighty God for the opportunity every day to be here. You know, we were hearing a lot now about uh, everything that's, re- they say, reopening here in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and around the country. Um, we're not reopening. We never closed. We've been here as uh, as normal uh, uh, since, you know, just never stopped. And uh, that's a great blessing. We're so um, honored to be able to be here throughout all of this ordeal that we're all being asked to go through and hoping that we are for you a lifeline to the church. At, uh, and I, I think we're getting new listeners because I've, I'm getting new correspondence and some uh, donations from individuals uh, from whom we've not received uh, donations before, so we thank God for that. Keep spreading the word because it's so important uh, as things continue to to slowly reopen, especially here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. You know, you read about all these other states where people are back into restaurants again and, and into their hair salons and their gyms and even masses. I just read that the bishops of uh, Minnesota are going to defy the governor there and, and uh, open, the, open for, for mass. <laughs> Now, I know there are a lot of uh, churches now this weekend planning the parking lot masses where people can drive in. I don't have a list of all those churches. You have to check your own uh, church because, you know, we do enter into f- parts of four dioceses here in our listening areas. But um, but the, I did read just a moment ago that the bishops of Minnesota are defying the orders and opening it for mass, opening the churches for mass. Praise God for that. Anyway, so let, let's let's pray first, my friends, and then, as I said, uh, kind of a theme today will be uh, today being Ascension Thursday, uh, the Holy Day. It is Catechism Day, so we're going to go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church on that section. Uh, also, I don't have a homily from Pope Francis today, but um, he did, um, I guess it was a message to the um, Pontifical Mission Societies 
uh, and uh, talking about mission. And really, that was our Lord's uh, commission, wasn't it? Just before he ascended into heaven, telling the apostles to go out into the whole world. And we'll, we'll pray that gospel for Ascension Thursday as well. But let's all come together now wherever you are. And uh, as I said, because I am pre-recording, there is no video today, uh, but going out there on our domestic church media radio stations, as well as our other audio platforms, our streaming audio from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org, also on our free mobile app. And I, I do want to talk about that after our prayer, because it's, it's very important information about our app that I want to make known. Uh, and also, if you have the Amazon Echo and Google Home devices, all you have to say is play Domestic Church Media, and we will stream live over those home speaker devices as well. Um, so uh, coming together now, my friends, uh, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, raising up our hearts and minds together as one in prayer. And as I said, you know, we've never closed here. We don't have to reopen. We've never closed. And we can be with you as close as we are right now, and no one can say, distance yourselves, <laughs> because we are so spiritually united. And that's the beauty of of our faith. You know, we can be, we can be so spiritually united, and, and no authority, no earthly authority can say, distance yourselves. You're too close. We're never too close when we're, when we're united in prayer. And so we thank God for this opportunity every day. I do, my brothers and sisters. I was, I was praying morning prayer this morning for the uh, solemnity of the Ascension. And just, you know, as we place ourselves in the position of those apostles and disciples who saw our Lord ascending into heaven and, and being given that great commission to go out into the whole world and bring the good news, what a, what a great mission that is. What a great and beautiful mission each and every single one of us has. So I'm so happy that you're here with me today, joining for this hour of really celebration of our Lord's ascension and in that commission from Jesus himself to all of his disciples, you and me, everybody, down through the ages, to go out into the world and bring the good news. So we're going to pray for, for that, for our sense of mission, for the mission of this apostolate, which uh, you know we, we certainly are very humbled and honored to be able to be a part of, and I'm very humbled to be main steward over uh, it. And uh, let's remember again our dear young friend Maria, uh, who is... Uh, suffering servant, and um, uh, I've not spoken with her, her parents in, in a week or so, and, but I know that Maria is a woman of grace, and she is a strong young woman, understanding, I believe, her vocation right now and role as a suffering servant. So we'll pray for her. We're praying for a miracle. We're praying for that, that tumor to vanish, to be destroyed by God's almighty hand. Uh, but during the time of waiting, we know that in her suffering, Maria is uh, draw, being drawn so close to the Lord and, and united in a way that most people will never, ever un understand or be able to uh, experience in this life. So we, 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 we unite ourselves with her spiritually in her own personal suffering, but understanding that there is a great mission there as well, isn't there? A great mission in that suffering. So we, we remember her and we unite ourselves with her and her family in prayer. And for all of your intentions, my brothers and sisters, whatever they may be, let us begin now as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we'll pray the prayer. Holy Father, Pope Francis has composed for us, and he asked us to pray this prayer every day uh, during the month of May, following the rosary that he, again, exhorted every family to pray the rosary in their home every day throughout this month. 
especially, but throughout the year, but especially this month of May, dedicated to our Blessed Mother. So we pray, we fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. In the present tragic situation, when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety, we fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died, and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of God and our Mother, pray for us to God, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine Son as you did at Cana, so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and volunteers who are on the front lines of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders with that wisdom, solicitude, and generosity that they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. Beloved Mother, help us to realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that, in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity, we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need, make us strong in faith, persevering in service, constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you, who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. And my friends, as Holy Father Pope Francis asked, we're continuing to pray every day, and he asked every Catholic to pray this, these prayers every single day. Almost two years ago, he said, pray this prayer, these prayers every single day with the specific uh, intention of protecting the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
Amen. Well, as always, friends, thank you for praying together. A lot of power and efficacy in the powers of these prayers of the faithful as we are united. You know, not just here anymore on our four uh, domestic church media radio stations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but united uh, globally because we do go around the world with our uh, streaming audio and our uh, all the ways we present the gospel. And, and it always gives me great joy as I was praying prayer this morning as I said, for the solemnity of the Ascension, which is today, but I know some dioceses are, are celebrating it on Sunday. Um, but as I was praying that, and, and again, listening and, and taking to, to heart our Lord's words to go out into the whole world, and we'll pray that gospel in just a moment, um, it gave me great joy to be able to say, we're doing that, we can do that. Uh, with technology. But before we get to that, I, I do want to mention, I, as I said, there are many parishes, as I'm understanding, now, this coming weekend, are going to have these parking lot masses where people will be able to drive into the parking lot of uh, in particular churches. And I don't have a list of which churches are doing this. I know Cheryl's uh, parish up in uh, um, Flemington, St. Magdalene's, is doing it at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I, I, I read about a few others, but I don't want to misquote. I know for sure Cheryl's because that's where she works, and she has to be there, and she told me the details. Um, but, you know, whether you're watching the stream on your uh, mobile device, your laptop or computer, however you watch your streaming mass when you do watch mass, or especially now as people are going to be driving in to the parking lots uh, to attend mass that way, I, I can't encourage you enough to, to utilize everything that's available to you on the free domestic church media mobile app because we have there for you everything you'll need to attend mass uh, as far as the the mass readings are there the, for every you know every daily mass the order of the mass is there uh, you can check that out uh, we even put on there a, a Catholic hymnal so I don't know if they're going to be having hymns sung uh, people in their cars or not but we have a hymnal there where you can look up the hymn and, and the, the words are all there you can sing along but most importantly, the daily readings are there every day, as is the order of Mass. So, you know, instead of having to get the the old missalettes, and I understand now, as, as Cheryl told me, at least in her parish, they're putting those missalettes away and, and the hymnals. They don't want to leave them out for people to reuse because the fear of uh, having to sterilize. Although I did read, now I, I heard this morning and, I, 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 and last night, I'm sure many of you have as well, that the Center for Disease Control, CDC, now says that the virus is not basically transmittable from surfaces, from so people who are wiping off their mail and leaving their Amazon packages outside for a week before they bring them in. Now the CDC says you don't have to do that. You can't get the virus. Uh, most, most, in most cases, you can't. The virus is in trans, there's very, very little um, uh, uh, possibility of it being transmitted that way. Um, so those parishes that are putting their missalettes away or putting their hymnals away, I don't know if you have to do that anymore. I, check it out. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I just kind of heard it on the news, but you got to look into it more, more detailed yourselves. But in the meantime, if they are doing that and you want a missalette or you want a hymnal, download the free Domestic Church Media Mobile app. It's all right there, and it's free. So go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media and then download our free app. You have all things Domestic Church Media. You can listen, of course, to all of our programs. We have Listen Live uh, 24-7. You can listen that way. You can uh, listen to podcasts. You can listen and or watch 
our archived video uh, programs, the programs that were, were um, uh, live streamed on video, like this program, Friday Live, uh, Come to the Throne with Bruce. They're all on video, but all the other podcasts for all of our programs, both uh, uh, EW, uh, EWTN can be listened to live and uh, our stations listen to live 24-7, and all of our local programs are archived there. Again, this program, Friday Live, Come to the Throne, Brothers in Arms, The Bishop's Program, uh, Just Be You. All of these programs are archived there. But we also have a Pray section. If you look on our mobile app, it says Pray. You, hit on, you click on that, and then you have the daily Mass readings. You have the Order of the Mass. You have the Catholic Hymnal. You have Saint of the Day. You have your Liturgy of the Hours. Um, other prayers. It's all right there, and it's free. So if you're going to be sitting in your car this weekend attending Mass that way, you just have to go to your free Domestic Church Media Mobile app, and the daily the Mass readings will be there. The uh, uh, Order of the Mass will be there if you want to follow along that way with all the prayers. It's all there. You won't need a, a hymnal or a missalette because it's all on the Domestic Church Media Mobile app. So download it. It's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, we're footing the bill for this. All you have to do is go to your web, uh, your uh, your um, uh, um, app store, and search for Domestic Church Media, and then download it. And then you can have all that available to you. So I I, I meant to mention that yesterday. Spread the word about that. Uh, you know, all of our liaisons out there that we have uh, who work in in uh, union with your parish and act as a liaison for us. You're our hands and feet uh, there in your parish. Uh, if you can get a, get the word out to your parishes somehow, you know, this is a, a wonderful way uh, to have the Mass readings available to you, to have the Order of the Mass, even a hymnal available to you, um, instead of having all the, 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 the paper uh, missalettes and hymnals that now are being, you know, st- stored away from the main church, and, and people will not be able to use them because of fear of spread of the virus. Uh, so anyway, again, another way that we can serve you, and that is why we are here, my brothers and sisters. Let's let's listen to today's gospel, well, the gospel for uh, Ascension Thursday. Um, as I said, I, I believe in the surrounding diocese here, it's being um, celebrated this Sunday, but I will, I will, since I won't be here with you, you know, Cheryl and I tomorrow... We're taking the day off tomorrow, so it, it uh, the Friday live slot. We're going to play music for two hours, so we have kind of an extended weekend, um, just to kind of feel like it is Memorial Day. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, of course, I'm not here today for the Holy Day, just pre-recording this program. So I'll, I'll I'll read and pray the Gospel for Ascension Thursday. So let's place our hearts and minds in the presence of Almighty God and listen to His Word. And this is from Matthew 28. 16 to 20. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When he saw them, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. And that is the Gospel, my friends, for Ascension Thursday. As I said, I think some of the dioceses are celebrating it 
on Sunday, so that's the gospel you'll hear this Sunday. Um, but since today is traditionally Ascension Thursday, I thought I would pray that because it is a, it really is. Ascension Thursday is a day, uh, friends, as you know, where, as you just heard, the Lord commissioned us to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, to teach all people to observe everything that Jesus commanded. You know, Jesus didn't come to this earth to give us a hard time. (laughs) Jesus came to this earth to save us. Jesus came to this earth because of God's great love for his children who were straying, who were falling away in the in the pain of sin. And so he sent his only begotten son to us to save us from sin and death. And on this beautiful ascension day that we remember that moment 2,000 years ago when the 11 went to Galilee, to that mountain to which Jesus ordered them, and saw him ascend into heaven, but first being given that great commission to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then our Lord's final words, And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. On a day like today, it's a beautiful day, beautiful May day, clear skies, sunshine, you know, not not too hot, not too cold, just a little warm and, and, and cool. and uh, All that we're going through, all the trouble in the world. And, you know, we're hearing a lot of news now where, about states that are reopening and businesses that are reopening. But we're also hearing a lot about people who are still suffering at the hands of this um, trial that we find ourselves in. But we know that Jesus is with us. He said, I will never leave you. I'm with you until the end of the age. Christ walks with us today. He is with us today. And on this beautiful solemnity that we celebrate and remember his ascending into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, he did tell each and every single one of us to go into the world and make disciples of all nations to share that joy and truth that Jesus Christ brings to us. The world is suffering in many ways. People are suffering individually, and family sufferings are suffering, businesses and, and communities. We know that. We understand that. But we know that beyond that, to a different level, Christ invites us to participate in the joy that he brings understanding and knowing that if we follow what he says, if we do everything he taught us to do, everything he commanded us to do, oh, it doesn't mean we'll be without trouble in this world, but it does mean that we can overcome it because Christ has overcome the world. And he told us that. And I, you know, as I uh, come to you every day, and, and uh, again, my routine really hasn't changed. You know, I'm still working, thanks be to God. I'm still coming here every day and I have a job to come to, to run the, the apostolate and to, to, to be with you here on the, on the air, as Cheryl does and helps out and volunteers as well. Uh, and it's, it's a great, again, a great honor for us to be able to do that, to be able to be here as, 
And all we have to do, again, very humbly and thanking God for the opportunity, is walk across the hallway from this main studio into the presence of the Almighty God in our beautiful little chapel where we have the Blessed Sacrament reserves in the tabernacle. To be with Jesus, to pray. And I, I promise you, I pray for every single one of you in my prayer every morning and every evening, thanking God for all of you and all that you do for us so that we can be here to be that beacon of light, that haven of hope for all people who tune in. And as I said, you know, we're hearing a lot now about the reopenings and the, the stages of reopening. Well, we've never closed. We've always been here. We've been here by God's grace, of course. But because of you, when you write your check to us, when you support us, when you pray for us, that allows us to be here. That's the only way we can be here. We know that the Lord wants us here. He's present with us here in the building every day, 24-7. But the, the, the uh, material needs that we have, he's asking all of you to provide to us so we can be here. And you are doing that. Thanks be to God for that. I, I have a little bit. I don't have a lot of time before we have to take our break. But uh, Holy Father, uh, Pope Francis, was... Uh, sent a message, rather, to the Pontifical Mission Societies. You know, the Pontifical Mission Societies were great love of our dear friend, Venerable Archbishop Sheen. He was the head of that. I had the wonderful opportunity many years ago when I first began the work here to go into New York, around 33rd Street, I think, and 5th Avenue, and enter into the main office. I had an appointment with the head of the, at the time, the head of the Pontifical Mission Societies. Uh, I believe Monsignor Kozar was his name at the time. And uh, he invited me into the city to have lunch with him because I was telling him about our, our, our connection with Bishop Sheen. So he invited me in, and I went into New York. And uh, I, I remember I walked into the, the building on 33rd Street there and went up the elevator, and the elevator door opened. And as the door opened, right in front of me was this huge portrait of Venerable Archbishop Sheen. And I went in. I met uh, Monsignor Kozar. We chatted a bit before lunch, and—, and he told me at one point, he says, you know where you are, though, Jim? I said, well, yeah, I'm in the, the headquarters. He goes, no, this is Archbishop Sheen's old office. You're sitting in his old office. I got chills. I got chills knowing that I was where he was. And, you know, the same thing happened uh, when Cheryl and I had the, the honor of going down to EW, EWTN back in March to be on Jim and Joy's program in the, in the area where the guests uh, wait or prepare uh, we were told was Mother Angelica's old office. So I, I, I just feel very, very privileged and very honored to have sat in the offices of these two wonderful holy people, friends of mine, spiritual friends of mine. But Holy Father, in his message, uh, said the proclamation of the gospel is something different from all political, cultural, psychological, or religious forms of proselytism. Mission, Pope Francis said, is a free gift of the Spirit, and cannot be entrusted to training programs or ecclesiastical establishments that seem to be swallowed up by the obsession of promoting themselves and their own initiatives and advertising their own initiatives. The Holy Father reflected on the found, uh, foundations of the Christian mission in the message, uh, as I said, this is to the Pontifical Mission Societies. He recalled that the most central trait of the Church's mission is that it is the Holy Spirit and not the consequence of our ideas and projects. Receiving the joy of the Spirit is a grace and is the only force that enables us to preach the gospel. And I love that because, you know, 
in in establishing the apostolate, and in the very beginning, I I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a business man. I'm a you know my major in college was communications. I'm a broadcaster, and and in the sense that I began to understand the vocation that the Lord gave me in becoming the main steward over an apostolate, an apostolic work. I understand, and I be, I, I've now learned over the past 25 years, the many components of uh, an apostolate and, and what the purpose of it is and the meaning and how we, you know, how it operates. But then again, you're in the world and you have to also consider those worldly functions and necessities and needs. And I've the Lord brought me over the course of these years so many wonderful people whose expertises were exactly those that I needed regarding business and finances and things, and they handled that beautifully because that's that's their that's their gift. Uh, but Holy Father does say that you know we have to understand that the, that the most um, uh, central trait of mission is that it is the Holy Spirit and not the consequences of our ideas and projects. And he said, receiving the joy of the Spirit is a grace and is the only force that enables us to preach the gospel. What, what influences most people when they, when they are inspired to join a church or a parish or a, 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 a prayer group or an organization, or a religious organization, what inspires the most is exactly what inspired the first century Christians who said, see how they love each other. And the early Christians, no matter what they experienced, they, they, they were given the grace of joy, the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, in, in, in that is the, the, the joy of the Holy Spirit is a grace, as, as Pope Francis said. And it's that force that enables us to preach the gospel. You know, you, I know, I, I'm very blessed because I can come into the studio every day and get behind the mics, and we have all these thousands and thousands of watts of power that, that transmit the message over uh, a good part of New Jersey and, and southeastern Pennsylvania, and, and of course now with technology taking it around the world. But we're all called to do the same thing. I just happen to be in this particular uh, position and situation. But even you, every day, are called to proclaim the gospel, to preach the gospel. And if you receive that joy of the Spirit, the grace of the joy of the Spirit, you are called to do exactly that. You are called to preach the gospel in a way just like the first apostles did, just like they did uh, in, the, uh, in their uh, early, early church in the first century. Okay, so let me take a break. When I come back, I want to go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It is Thursday, and we'll teach from the Catechism on uh, the section, He Ascended into Heaven and Sits at the Right Hand of the Father. Stay where you are, my friends. More to come on Come to Me. My family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest. And that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. And there were other Catholic churches and there were great Catholic churches and great priests, but we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. 
in life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now is we are we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It, it's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Pope Francis reminds us that it does not take a specialized degree in theology to become a great evangelist. We're all called to evangelize. Think about the woman at the well. After she encountered Jesus, she immediately went into the city and invited others to meet him as she had. You and I can go out now and do the same. And St. Paul Street Evangelization can help. Get involved today by contacting us at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. We ask people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze that lasted forever. Great kiss. Those things are really important. <laughs> she got a really short haircut that she hated, and I wrote her a note and put it up on the mirror saying that she was a cute girl with cute hair. What have I done for my marriage today? We've actually organized a date night tonight. What have I done for my marriage today? Wow, that is a great question. Uh, I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. <laughs> today, I sent an email to my husband and I said, you rock. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. I listened to my wife uh, when we talked on the telephone today. She really likes it when I listen. What have you done for your marriage today? Little things can make a big difference. For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Sister Ann Shields speaking to you from Food for the Journey, a program that is heard on domestic church radio Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. I want to encourage you to listen to that program, not because I'm doing it, but because I speak of the scripture readings for the day, and the Word of God is what gives us life. Brothers and sisters, today we need life. Love your enemies, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that persecute you. Forgive not once, but 70 times seven. We have to be honest, we have to be just, and we have to be kind and gentle. Listen to the wisdom of Father Benedict Groeschel, weekday mornings at 9 a.m., right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Peter Herbeck, host of Fire on the Earth, heard right here on Domestic Church Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6.45 a.m. Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 a.m. on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you. Welcome back, my friends, on this lovely, lovely May 21st, Ascension Thursday. 
And because it is a solemnity today, uh, as we normally do on uh, Holy Days, we uh, close down shop. But I did pre-record the program a little earlier this morning uh, so that we would have a fresh new program for you as we celebrate this great day. Uh, and tomorrow, Friday, as I mentioned earlier, if you were not with us, um, uh, Cheryl and I will take the day off. And uh, instead of Friday Live tomorrow at 4 o'clock, uh, Cheryl put together two hours of a nice music set for you. So you can just kind of put the music on and relax as we praise the Lord in song uh, tomorrow from 4 to 6. And then uh, I will be back with you, God willing, live uh, next Tuesday uh, to get back into the swing of things. Uh, officially in the summer season, I guess, once once Memorial Day comes, it's officially summer, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, anyway, we're praying that things do get back to normal. I'm very, very curious to see what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, the water's too cold, really, I'm sure, for people to go into the water, although people will try it. Some people, some crazy people, I guess, will do that if they're brave enough. They're not supposed to, though. And we'll see what happens. I'm just really curious to see uh, what's going to happen at uh, the Jersey Shores, because the Jersey Shore and the various shore towns. Um because this is traditionally the the big weekend to start and kick off the summer. It's going to be a different summer, though, isn't it? I, I still no baseball. Um, things are gradually reopening, but New Jersey and Pennsylvania are the two states. I think Pennsylvania is even worse than New Jersey now as far as reopening. Um, uh, but follow the guidelines. But as you've heard so many people say, around the country there are places opening. I think the, the statistics out of Georgia that opened first completely are – you know, the, the numbers of, of uh, cases are going down still. And anyway, we've got to pray. Let's pray this thing away. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm not a politician. I'm, not, I'm not, I, But I, I, I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, and I'm a, 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 an honored Catholic. And uh, I do believe that the Lord, in, in prayer, we can, he, will, he, will, he is caring for us. And we can see this thing go away uh, miraculously. I think you know we're 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 all a little apprehensive about what the future holds. But Jesus told us, "Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has to, you know today has enough troubles of its own. So forget about tomorrow." I remember one time in prayer. I'll never forget in my my you know when we began uh, this work many years ago. I used to spend a lot of time in adoration, a lot of time, and uh, I would journal when I was there, and I would write things down. Just in whatever whatever I was feeling, whatever I felt I was being instructed to do, it's all written down. But I remember one time I was, I, I, again, I was fearing. I wasn't sure what the next day would hold. We had no, you know, we had, we had begun the apostolate, but we had no radio station in sight. That was our main goal, was to get a radio station in New Jersey, a Catholic radio station. And I remember the Lord speaking to my heart where he said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, I am there already. And that gave me great comfort. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'm there already. You know, the Lord, everything is the present moment to him. There's no, there's no time outside of this world. God's time is, is all present moment. And we can worry all we want about what tomorrow is going to bring, what the next month, the next season, the next year is going to bring. But Jesus reminded me that I'm there already. Why are you worrying? I'm there. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> and all we have to do is follow. Take him by the hand and be led 
and he'll take care of us. We're, it doesn't mean we're going to be uh, have, uh, um, avoid trouble or obstacles or, or you know, situations that can be a, a bit discouraging and things. But the Lord is with us, so why worry? And that's the you know, Holy Father said, joy is a grace. You know, when you receive that great grace of, of joy in the Spirit, we can overcome all that, just as Paul and Silas did on the, the reading we shared earlier this week. You know, beaten and with rods and stripped and, and chained and shackled and placed in the deepest part of the dungeon. And yet they were still singing songs of praise and praising God in song and prayer because they received that great grace of joy from the Holy Spirit. And we can do the same thing even in the midst of all that we're going through right now. Uh, there is nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. And we rest. And that's why I, I pray and I'm, I'm so grateful that we're able to be here for you. I had one woman write to me. Uh, recently and said, thank me for my calming voice, <laughs> which is very, very, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. If I can be a calming voice to you and kind of help you to relax a little bit, I'm, I'm happy about that because we should be not worrying, not fearing, not panicking. We, we should be rejoicing in, in prayer and, and faith and hope and love. In, in this beautiful, especially today, the, the ascension where, where Jesus said, I'm with you always. He told us that. I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. Now, that brings us to uh, our catechism today. Today is Thursday. I've been doing catechism on Thursdays for years and years and years. So we're going to go to the section of the catechism. Uh, this is um, chapter 2. Article 6, paragraph 659. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. This is where the catechism breaks down the, the Apostles' Creed, which is beautiful. You know, we're all looking for things to do, perhaps, during this uh, lockdown. Um, read the catechism. <laughs> you know, read the catechism. You know, turn off the, the news and all the horrible things, you know, that you see on the news. Read the catechism. That's the good news. That's the, well, the Bible is the good news, but the joy of our faith in the catechism. So this is paragraph 659. It said, So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father. So that's a, another gospel reading from today, the Feast of the Ascension. And our catechism says Christ's body was glorified at the moment of his resurrection. We've been talking about that over the past few weeks, haven't we? Christ's glorified body after the resurrection, uh, as proved by the new and supernatural properties it subsequently and permanently enjoys. Now, uh, but during the 40 days when he eats and drinks familiarly with the disciples and teaches them about the kingdom, his glory remains veiled under the appearance of ordinary humanity. So we, we know that the Lord appeared to the apostles, kind of walked through a door, you know, <laughs> yet he still had breakfast with them. He still ate, you know, and, and, and uh, it's hard for us to even understand the mystery of what the state of glorification will be, but it is our destiny. It's what we're called to do. We're all going to be there with Jesus if we want. And, but the Catechism says that even during those 40 days before he ascended into heaven, he, he was eating with the, the apostles and drinking with the disciples and teaching them about the kingdom. 
They, the, the catechism says, yet his glory remained veiled under the appearance of an ordinary humanity. And then the catechism says, Jesus' final apparition ends with the ir- irreversible entry of his humanity into divine glory, symbolized by the cloud and by heaven, where he is seated from that time forward at God's right hand. Only in a holy, and that's W-H-O-L-L-Y, only in a holy, exceptional, and unique way would Jesus show himself to Paul as to one untimely born in the last apparition that established him as an apostle. So when Paul was uh, on, his, on the road uh, to Damascus, you know, and then had the, the, uh, the apparition of our Lord. But the fact that we, we know the story that Jesus was a cloud took him up, right? And the catechism says that this final apparition of Christ as he ascended into heaven ended with the irreversible entry of his humanity into divine glory, which is symbolized by the cloud and by heaven, where now Christ, from that time forward and to this moment and, and beyond, uh, sits at God's right hand. And paragraph 660 said, The veiled character of the glory of the risen one during this time is in intima- uh, intimated into his mysterious words to Mary Magdalene. I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. And the Catechism says this indicates a difference in manifestation between the glory of the risen Christ and that of the Christ exalted to the Father's right hand, a transition marked by the historical and transcendent event of the ascension. This final stage closely linked to the first, that is, to the descent from heaven and the incarnation, only the one who came from the Father can return to the Father, Jesus Christ. No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Left to its own natural powers, humanity does not have access to the Father's house, to God's life and happiness. Only Christ can open to man such access that we, his members, might have confidence that we too shall go where he, our head and our source, has preceded us. Remember that Jesus told us in Scripture, that I go to, and pre- to prepare a place for you. Think about that. You know, Think about where we are right now, what we have, how we live, what our s- situation is. Maybe some of us are... Uh, you know, Cheryl, not like Cheryl and me, where we're in a, you know, the next stage of our, uh, our marriage, where we are now uh, you know, welcoming grandchildren, uh, and uh, into that, it's a total. And those of you who are grandparents, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different role. <laughs> everything, everything changes and shifts. Your whole attitude about life changes because now all of a sudden there are these brand new little people that just look at you and their eyes open wide and they, they sometimes squeal when they see you. This is so exciting. you know. <laughs> Although, I got to tell you, this pandemic has really, you know, we haven't seen, we haven't been able, well, we've seen them. We've, we've FaceTimed with our little ones on occasion, but, uh, you know, you just want to hold them and, and just spend that interaction, that's, that, that socialization with them. And the, you miss them. We miss them. You know, we had, uh, it's been a couple of months, over two months now. 
But some of you maybe are just beginning. Maybe you just recently got married or recently had a child or maybe some of you recently were, were widowed. Uh, maybe some of you now started a new job or lost a job or transitioning into another vocation. It's all part of our existence here in this life, and we know that as people of God, that we are, have all been assigned a mission in this world. We talked about mission earlier. as we, Before we took our break, Holy Father was talking to the Pontifical Mission Societies and talking about the mission of discipleship, the mission that Christ gave to the disciples before he ascended into heaven to go into the world. And whatever our vocation is, whatever our mission is, it's all headed in the same direction, building up the kingdom here on earth. And think about that. And we are called in whatever vocation we are in to build up the kingdom, not tear it down. I've said this, you know, I used to say it a lot last year. I haven't said it as much this year. I guess I don't see as much division in the church this year as we have seen in the past because everything's so up in the air right now with the way we worship even. But we are called to build up the kingdom here on earth. You know, Jesus is going to hand the kingdom over to his Father. He's counting on us to build it up, not tear it down. As I've said in the past, you know, who wants to join a church that is tearing itself down? Division within our church and the destruction of that unity is, is certainly not the work of God. The devil thrives on that type of, of uh, behavior and attitude when he sees God's children at each other's throats, whether it be in the church or in families or in community or in, in, in other uh, social environments. Of course, now that we're all isolated, it's <laughs> maybe we're at each other's throats a little bit more because we're, we're kind of you know, confined. Not really. I think, I think most people are still deep down. You may have, we have, may have our moments every now and then, but deep down are kind of enjoying this time together. Uh, rediscovering each other, which is a great way to, to spend the time. But we know that in our own humanity here, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose ascension we celebrate today, ascended to the Father to go and prepare a place for each and every one of us. So that one day we're going to transition from this life into the next and on that great and glorious last day when Almighty God recreates our body and reunites it with our soul and we live in heaven in a glorified state to reign with Christ, not just to live with Christ, but to reign with him. And so as we look at today and we, we, we try to imagine that scene of the disciples there just before Jesus leaves them, to tell them and commission them to go out into the whole world and spread the good news and make disciples of all nations. And I am with you always, even to the end of the age, to see him then ascend into heaven, taken up into the cloud, and then to have the, the uh, angels say, well, men of Galilee, what are you looking for? <laughs> who, are you look, who are you looking for? This Jesus who ascended into heaven, he's going to come again the same way he ascended. And we wait and we, you know, we long, we really shouldn't fear that day. That day of, of Christ's second coming is a day that the church has been praying for since the, that moment of ascension. We've been praying for that day. Come back, Lord, come back and take us home. 
And we shouldn't be fearing that day. That's the day the church has been praying for since that, since that moment of ascension, when our Lord ascended into heaven. Ever since that time, we have been in the end times waiting for the Lord to return. You hear people say, you know, we're in the end times. This is it. Well, we should say we've been in the end times since the ascension. We've been waiting. Yes, please, Lord. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Come, get us. Take us out of here. Take us home to heaven where we belong. To the Father's house. The Catechism says, and it quotes then from Scripture, and, and, and I, when I am lifted from, up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. The Catechism says, the lifting up of Jesus on the cross signifies and announces his lifting up by his ascension into heaven, and indeed begins it. Jesus Christ, the one priest of the new and eternal covenant, entered not into a sanctuary made by human hands, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. There, Christ permanently exercises his priesthood, for he is always uh, lives to make intercession for those who draw near to God through him. As a high priest of the good things to come, he is the center and the principal actor of the liturgy that honors the Father in heaven. And paragraph 663 in our catechism says, Henceforth, Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. By the Father's right hand, we understand the glory and the honor of divinity, where he who exists as Son of God before all ages, indeed as God of one being with the Father, is seated bodily after he became incarnate and his flesh was glorified. We have, as you know, a trinity, three persons in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't all of a sudden just become a member of the Trinity at his incarnation. There has always been our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's just that at the incarnation, the second person of the Blessed Trinity took on human flesh to become like us in all things except sin. And to this day, has taken on, as the, as, the, as the Catechism says, is seated bodily, one being with the Father, but seated bodily after he became incarnate in his, and his flesh was glorified. We don't, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a mystery. It's hard for our meager little mortal minds to comprehend. The greatest minds that ever walked the earth could not uh, uh, get beyond the mystery, but we know it's a reality. And we know that the glory of heaven awaits every single one of us. But while we are here on this earth, we have the great commission that Christ gave to us. Go into the whole world and make disciples of all nations. Go into the whole world and proclaim the good news. And we can see, if we put that in, listen to those words of Jesus Christ, his last words to the disciples, his great commission. And we live in a world that says, oh, you know, don't talk about God and don't talk about Jesus or your faith in public because you're bound to offend people. So keep it in your house, keep it in your church, but don't take it out into the public square or the streets or anywhere else where people will be offended by it. 
It's exactly the opposite of what Jesus told us to do. When the world and society suppresses the open practice of our faith and expression of our faith and the desire to make disciples of all nations, it is 180 degrees from what Jesus told us to do. So we know what the source of that worldly suppression is. We have to believe that. And today we're seeing, you know, today, uh, these days where we're, you know, you're hearing, uh, I think I mentioned to you yesterday, the day before, where I was reading the, uh, from the state of New Jersey, talking about the social and uh, worship commission that they had where public worship services are banned. And they use the word banned. Did you ever think you'd see that in this country? We've heard about it in other parts of the world. But did you ever think you'd see that worship, public masses would be banned by the government of the United States? Or I should say the government of New Jersey and Pennsylvania and those states that are doing that. But that goes completely against everything Jesus told us to do. To go out into the whole world and proclaim the good news. And of course, he left us with the most comforting words of all. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My brothers and sisters, have a beautiful Ascension Thursday. As I said, Cheryl and I will not be here tomorrow. We're taking the day off to kind of extend our Memorial Day weekend. So we'll have two hours of music for you at 4 o'clock. I'll be back with you, God willing, uh, uh, Tuesday at 4 o'clock for this program. So have a great, great rest of your day, a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Let's pray for each other, and we'll see you again on Tuesday. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.